Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. Today on the four game CSGO main slate on Saturday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports daily fantasy sports slates, esports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, this one, Counter-Strike CSGO. Um, also, just want to say thank you guys for all the support. Again, we're at 3.39 thousand subscribers on YouTube. So thank you guys all so much, again, for all the support. If you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, would appreciate if you leave a five-star rating and review. It's just the DKDFS show. Um, so, yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. Uh, before we get into the players and the prices for this four-game slate, what we can do is we can look back at my lineup here for Friday's slate. So let's take a look at it. Um, Friday, uh, Alou was my favorite play of the day. Uh, didn't end up going with him in the captain spot just because I like the price on Nico a lot. Um, they ended up winning 2-0, but it was surprising. It, it was I think it was Bimas and Rain that had the best day, which is, again, you don't really expect that from FaZe. You expect Nico. You expect Cole to be the top two guys. So they won 2-0, but both had... Just subpar performances, right? Nico, 29 and 25. Cold, 28 and 22. You expect a little bit more from them if they're going to sweep 2-0 and win easily, right? So I feel like you got to get a bit unlucky there if you went that route. Now, obviously, you played Rain. You, you got a bit lucky, right? He had a really, really good day. That was more of an outlier performance, but stuff like that can happen. Um, Kusta and Benton, again, they won 2-0. Both decent, right? You probably expected a little bit more from both of them, too. Kusta, 37 and 33. Ben Tent, 39 and 31. So, uh, and then Fallen, I tweeted about it, but just like, that MIBR Furia game, I cannot get it right, no matter what. I was going to avoid it. I was going to leave money on the table, but it's just like, the price tags on both sides looked really good, where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a shot. Hopefully, Fallen and MIBR can win this one. Of course not. Again, I've gotten on the wrong side of that. It feels like last five or six times so if they play again whatever side i like go the opposite uh and then obviously lou again i really i he was my favorite play of the day for his price was really solid there 72 and 58 83 fancy points but just you know subpar performances from from the top two guys in phase and the top two guys on gen g and 2-0 sweeps was again that, that kind of held me back here and then obviously fallen yeah that game, yeah, don't want to talk about it anymore. But um, all right, that's a look back there. So yeah, I missed the cash, but let's see if we can get back on track here for this nice four-game slate. Um, all right, so we have big and OG, uh, big minus five hundred favorites. I keep trying to go against big, and it's just not working out for me. Uh, they really, I think you can make the argument they're the best team right now in CS:GO. They've been beating the best teams and winning in two-zero fashion too. So they're going up against OG again. They're minus five hundred favorites. Um, I think you got to have interest in them for cash games. Obviously, they're the biggest favorites of the day. NIP and Heroic. NIP minus 175 favorites. Or 170 favorites, I should say. Uh, I think NIP are the better team. So, I, again, I would side probably with NIP side. Liquid and EG. This one for me is basically a toss-up. It's close in the odds too, right? Liquid minus 145 favorites. And 100 Thieves and Cloud9, also pretty close. 100 Thieves minus 155 favorites. I think that, that kind of makes sense, right? 100 Thieves have had better... Uh, you know, success against Cloud9, uh, you know, recently. So let's take a look at the prices here. Let's start on the NIP side. Um, so just looking at these prices right away, I, I think the top two guys stand out to me, and Nock and Plopsy. Um, now, the downside with this roster is they are a little bit more of a balanced team. If you scroll through them, Hampus does have the worst numbers, but they're still not terrible. Plopsky sitting at 0.7 and 0.64. As far as kills per round, deaths per round, knock a 0.73 and 0.63. Uh, Res slightly positive there, 0.68 and 0.67. And then twist, uh, 
even at 0.62 and 0.62. And we've seen you know, big games from Twist. We've seen big games from, from Res. So that's kind of the downside targeting these NIP guys is, again, they're a little bit more balanced. But when you have them pretty close in price, I'm just going to prefer Plopsy. I'm just going to prefer Knock uh, to Twist and Res. Now, again, not saying those guys are out of play. I think they're going to be lower owned, make some better GPP contrarian plays, right? And we've seen big games from Twist. Um, who's looked good with the op. Rez has had a couple of good games recently too. Hampus at 5.2K. I think I only get there if you think NIP win 2-0, which is you know definitely possible, right? They're what, minus 170 favorites? Uh, again, he's had decent games too. That's kind of, again, I guess the downside of this roster for DFS is they are a little bit more of a balanced team. But all in all, it's going to be knock and pops. I think they look pretty good for their respective prices, right? For the top two guys being at 7.6 and 7.4K, I think that makes it, makes them look pretty good. So I have a good amount of interest in those two guys. I think the bottom three guys are still in play too, just more contrarian options. Um, on the heroic side, uh, so let's take a look at their prices here. So we have Stavin at 8K and Nico at 6.6K. Those are normally my, my two options here that I consider on the heroic side. Um, you know, those are the two guys that have the best numbers. Stavin, obviously a little bit better, right? 0.76 and 0.62 as far as kills per round, deaths per round. Nico, 0.72 and 0.64. Um, so with them being about a $1,400 difference, I know Stavin probably is a little bit more upside, but if I'm going to take a shot here, maybe a one-off, right? I think I'd prefer Nico. I think you could go, you know, a two-man stack here if you think heroic win, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, right? They're not the biggest underdogs in the slate. So if you want to go Stavin and Nico, and that's how you want to differentiate yourself, I think that's, that's viable. Now, the other options on this team, not super, super excited. I think, you know, Tessis and uh, Cadian are still in play. Um, you know, everyone is positive on this KD. They, just don't, they haven't played against the best competition. I would just feel more, again, I don't think these guys are out of play. I just feel more comfortable with Nico uh, or Stabin there at the top. Next, let's talk about the big and OG side. So, yeah, again, you got to take into consideration what Big is doing right now. They've been beating like the best teams and winning easily, too. Uh, 2-0s against Complexity, Phase. Again, they've literally been beating every single team 2-0. It's hard to go against them. Vegas, obviously, is backing them as well. So I think that's going to make them very, very popular in the slate. But again, it's for good reason, right? They have been playing amazing Counter-Strike. If you look at the prices, I think, once again, it's going to be Xantarized for me at 7.2K. That this really stands out uh, compared to, to Tabson and Searson. Um, you know, all three of those guys have very, very similar numbers. Antares has been playing unbelievable. I don't know why his price is so cheap in DraftKings every time. 0.78 kills round, 0.61 deaths round. For them being that big of favorites and him at 7.2K, I think he's going to be the most popular play once again here on, on the slate. So, um, yeah, I think he's, he looks really, really good for cash games. Tabson as well, 0.75 and 0.64. And then Searson... 0.77 and 0.57. So I think of the three, it's probably Searson has the most upside, but you're going to have to pay premium for him at 8.6K. Um, so I think for their prices, I would probably rank it Xantrez, Tabson, Searson. But I like all three a good amount. Again, they're playing amazing right now. They're beating the best teams and they're winning easily. This matchup with OG has been up and down, again, struggling, but have won the last couple games. Um, Again, I think you just got to lean towards this big side. They're going to be very, very popular. I think all three of those guys at the top look really good. Now, Keto and Tizen, I think I think there's more dart throws in GPPs. I know they've had decent numbers, but that's just because they've been winning every single game 2-0, right? Um, so if I'm going to get to this big side, I think it's just going to be those top three guys. Right? When you have only a $1,000 difference there with Xantos and Keto, I'm just going to prefer getting to the upside of those top three guys. Um. 
Next, I'm going to uh, Liquid. Oh, let's talk about the OG side first. Sorry. Um, so, the price tags in these guys, I think there's two guys that stand out to me. Now, it's going to be Mantu here at uh, 7.4K. I, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, now, he's going to be a very contrarian option for how big they got the biggest underdogs of the slate, but he's the guy that, that can put this roster on his back. 0.72 kills upon 0.59 deaths round, and he uses the op. He can make those clutches, right? He can he can force this game to three maps, maybe even make it close. So if you want to get super contrarian, I think Matt, who's your guy? The only other guy I would have interested in, I think it's Issa at his price at 5.4K. Now, if you scroll through the numbers on this team, right? Alexis B, it's a complete stay away. Uh, NBK as well, both pretty negative as far as uh, KD. Valde, uh, you know, it just at that price point, I would just much prefer getting to Mantu. So that's why I think it, it's only the two guys here with Mantu at the top and Issa at the bottom. Issa, even KD, right? 0.65 and 0.65 as far as kills pound, deaths pound. He's the cheapest of the bunch. So it would be Mantu and Issa would be the two guys I would consider on this team. But again, they're more contrarian options for how big of underdogs they are. Um, okay, so now let's move on to Liquid and EG. Um, EG's been playing really well. Uh, we do still have Liquid, though, minus 145 favorites. Uh, if you look at the history between these two teams, pretty close, right? But Liquid has the slight advantage, 33 wins to 23 against uh, EG. So, you know, both teams have been in relatively good form. Uh, EG a little bit better, right, beating Furia the last two times and MIBR as well. Um, Liquid beat MIBR, but then uh, lost the previous three matches before that. Um yeah, I really do think this one could go either way. So let's just take a look at the prices here. So the Liege at 8.4 and NAF at 8K. When those guys are priced about the same, I'm just going to always give the edge to Liege, who, who has more upside. He's the more aggressive player. Um, and he's playing really well. He can put you, get you over 100 fantasy points. So when they're basically the same price, I'm just going to give the edge to a Liege over NAF. A Liege thing at 0.77 kills pound, 0.67 deaths pound, NAF at 0.72 and 0.63. So both have good numbers, but again, I'm just going to give the edge to a lead when they're close. Now, the situation here with NAF and Twist, when they have a, what, $1,200 difference here, again, I'm going to give that just to Twist. So it's going to be a lead and Twist, my favorite place here on the EG side. Not saying NAF is out of play. I think he'd be my third favorite play. Uh, but but Twist for his price at 6.8, I think that looks better than NAF at 8K to me. Um, you know, Twist sitting at 0.67 and 0.63. So again, not as good as NAF, but when you get a $1,200 difference, I think he, he can, you know, have some pretty big upsides, so I would probably rank it a Liege 1, Twist 2 from the Liquid side, and then NAF. Now, Stewie 2K, Nitro, um, I think I only consider those guys if you think Liquid win 2-0, which is possible, right? That's what you're kind of hoping for. If you play some of a value play, you really want that 2-0 bonus, the plus 20 for, for the sweep. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the only way I'd consider those guys. Not like, super excited about them, but if you think Liquid win 2-0, I think you could consider those guys. Now let's talk about the EG side, and you've got to start with Sork here at 7.2K. He has really been carrying this roster lately. Like He's a guy like Blaine Meff who's been carrying complexity. Sirk has been putting this roster on his back with the op, and has been very, very good. Now, he's got basically identical numbers to Breeze. Breeze may be slightly better, but I'm going to prefer Sirk. Um, he's been in much better form. He's $200 more. Yeah, he's my favorite player here on the EG side, and I like him a good amount at his price point. Um, I think you could... Uh, if you think this game stays close, a three-map uh, affair, and again, it stays close, I think you could play players on both sides, maybe a Liege and Cirque, right? Play, uh, you know, players who, who play CSGO DFS don't normally like doing that, so that's always a way to get different in tournaments is play players on both sides of the game. But yeah, I love Cirque at his price point. He's, he's one of my favorite plays of the day. Breeze at 7K, I think it's viable as well. 
Um, if you're going to go with the EG stack and run a two-man stack, I think those would be the top two guys. Ethan at 6.8, he's just too close in price to Breeze and Cirque for me to consider them over him. So he's more of a contrarian option if you want to play, if you wanted to go the EG side, but maybe go a little bit different, right? So if you wanted to go a two-man stack, you can maybe use one of the top two guys in pair with Ethan. But I think that's the only way I'd get to him is to get a little bit different in, in tournaments, right? I don't think I would get to him in cash games if I was playing the EG side. It would be those top two guys. Tariq and Stanislaw, yeah, again, you could basically in the same boat as Stewie2K and Nitro. I think the only way I get to those guys is if I think EG win 2-0. And it, again, when you have the odds so close, it's kind of hard to predict in a game like that. So those value guys are probably going to be stayaways for me. And then finally, let's talk about C9 and 100 Thieves. Uh, we have 100 Thieves minus 155 fares. I think that's right. Um, they've had better you know, history against this C9 team, right? Six wins to one. So they're favorites. They've had better history. 100 Thieves side are going to be a lot more popular. Um, let's talk about the C9 side first. So obviously, again, you guys kind of know my bias. I do really like the C9 team. I, I normally do play him whenever they're on a slate. Floppy at 7.6K. I love him at that price point. I think he makes her a very good GPP play, and he's the best player on the team, in my opinion, for how much I've watched the C9 roster. Not saying OC's out of play at 8.2, um, but if you're going to just make me pick one, it's going to be floppy for the $600 difference. He has better overall numbers, too, than OC. Uh, 0.76 kills pound, 0.67 deaths pound, whereas OC with the off, 0.72 and 0.62. Right, so floppy is the guy, again, he's he's the one, kind of like a hunter on a G2, right? He's going to be initiating gunfights. He's going to be in those power positions, so... If he's playing well, he really does have the upside to put you to get you 90, 100 fancy points. So, yeah, I do prefer floppy over OC if you're going to make me pick. I think you can play both if you want to go the C9 side, right? That's going to be the, the contrarian side in this game, right? Just because 100 Thieves are favorites. They've had better history. Um, but if you're making me just pick one on this team, again, it's going to be floppy. Now, with MOTM and Sonic, I think they're viable, too. Again, if you want to go the more contrarian route with the C9 side, you know, one of those guys usually has a good game. Unless C9 gets sweeped... One of them, MOTM or Sonic, usually puts up a pretty good outing for their prices. So I think you can consider those guys. JT is a stay away from me. They're dogs. Uh, 5.2K, he's just someone that I don't want to get to. He'd probably only, he's a guy that I'd only consider if like 100 Thieves would be a like huge favorite. So um, finally, let's talk about the 100 Thieves side. And if you just look at the prices here, they look really good, especially Jakeem at 6.6K. I've been talking about him. A, it seems like DraftKings is, he always is underpriced. So I love him at that price point, 6.6K. He's also. One of my favorite plays of the day here. Um, he's sitting at 0.71 kills pound, 0.68 deaths pound. He seems to be the one, again, always in those first gun fights, right? He, he's a very aggressive player, so I do really like him at that price point. He's my favorite play on the 100 East side. Now, Gratis Faction at 7K and JKS at 7.8K also look pretty good. Again, this 100 East side have had success against C9, so I think these guys are going to be a lot more popular. Um, if you look at JKS's numbers, 0.73 and 0.61, that's really good numbers for them being favorites and him being 8K. Gratis Faction also has decent numbers, 0.7 and 0.66, almost identical to Jakeem. So, again, I'm going to take the uh, little bit of a discount there, Jakeem over Gratis Faction. So, you're going to make you rank these plays for the prices. It's going to be Jakeem 1, JKS 2, Gratis Faction 3. Now, AZR and Liaz, I think, are still in play, right? We see, we saw a big, it was Liaz, uh, they had the big game last time they played. Now, again, DraftKings is not updating their scores. It's a little bit frustrating, but he, I think he had 80 fancy points. This is, again, another team that kind of like NIP, a little bit more balanced. We've seen games where AZR has led the team. We've seen games where Liaz has led the team. So, I think those guys are, are in play, and they're getting you're getting about a, you know pretty decent price points. So sure, they don't have the best numbers, right? Hovering slightly negative in KD wise, but I think they're still viable for their respective prices. 
Um, so all in all, let's talk about the slate in cash games first. So I think, you know, you've got to consider the big guys for cash games, right? They're the biggest favorites. They've been playing unbelievable. So I think getting probably at least two of those guys for cash games would probably be how I would start my lineup. And then, you know, probably the 100 the side because they've had a lot of success against C9, and then probably the NIP side. The Liquid EG game is, all, is basically a toss-up for me. So I think for cash games, right, those would be the guys who consider, again, the big side, the NIP, and then 100 these. Uh, but for GPPs, again, you can make an argument really for, I think, any team. Um, maybe OG, I think you can still consider those OG guys as one-offs, but it's hard to go against big right now. Um, but yeah, my strategy for building a GPP lineup is um, I'd like targeting a lot of the chalk and then get different maybe one or two ways. So, you know, maybe I'm going to play the chalk in the big and maybe the chalk in the NIP, but maybe get different with C9 or maybe take a shot in the, like, the liquid EG game and hope I get on the right side of that, right? So um, that's normally my approach for, for building a GPP lineup. Um, but yeah, and as far it's a four-game slate, so as far as Ross construction, I, I think a 2-2-1-1 is a pretty popular stack in, in the teams that you think are going to win, or even a 3-3 stack, right, if you think two teams win easily. So I think you could make an argument for, like, the top three guys in big and maybe one other team that you think could win 2-0, right? We've seen, you know, 3-3 stacks win it in a four-game slate as long as both teams win easily in 2-0 fashion. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's video, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you like this video, subscribe if you haven't already and hit that notification bell. Again, hitting the notification bell does really help me out to continue to grow this channel. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate it if you leave a five-star rating and review as we continue to grow that, as well as this YouTube channel. Um, so thanks again for having to come check the video. Hope you guys have a good day, um, and I will see you all in the next one.